Oh yeah. Here we go. You already know Episode three. what time it is. Business. It is time for America's favorite sports podcast. Let's make it happen. Balls. <laughs> A sports podcast. All right. Yeah. Hey. See, I mean, What's up, Doug? What's up, fellas? How we doing? How y'all living this week, man? You, I'm back. Oh, I'm oh. Back. Who is that? Is that the third verse? I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> hey. B. We've got somebody else in the his eyes. B, welcome back. Jerome's in the house. You took your one-week hiatus. Jerome's in the house. Watch your mouth. <laughs> What you talking about? How you, do, how you doing? How you feeling? How you living? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I stepped. I, I, I was tied up. Um, you know, girlfriend duties and all that stuff, man. You know, I said girlfriend duties. I mean, boyfriend duties. I'm sorry. Wow. That's weird. But let's get to the show, man. <laughs> Tell us more. We're moving right along. Let's get to the show. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. That sorry. day cat always comes around. We might hear that cat a lot more. Uh, that cat? Sorry, listeners. All right, man. So. What we got on the agenda today, man? All right. Well, we're going to start off with college football. Sports. Is there any uh, any games you guys saw that stood out to you that you wanted to discuss? Yeah. Um. Well, do you mind if I go first, brethren? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. All right. Well, first game that I got to I gotta say that, that caught my attention, and I hope it caught yours too, um, Brother B., um, that would be TCU, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Reason being was because that was my upset alert, even though... Oh, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't do that choice. By the way, B did pick TCU to win that game. I yes. know he did. We spoke about that, and I'm so hot. Yes. Now, you know, you know, I'm sitting here looking sick. <laughs> One time for Diego. Facts. Sick. Hey, for the remainder of this podcast, fellas, I like to be called Skeeter Valentine. I'm not gonna call you I'm, Skeeter I'm, Valentine. I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm not calling you Skeeter. Skeeter Valentine. <laughs> I'm Mr. Dink. Big <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Hey, so, Booty Skeeter was be lit. No, I'm going to be Buddha. You're going to be Nels. He's going to be B. He's all Roger right. Klotz. Here we go. Klotz. Shout out to Kid, man. What type of kid? Hey, all right. So, TCU Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just, I was just amazed at, at the pure offense that was in this game. Um, Man, I just, I was just amazed, thoroughly amazed mm-hmm. at just what what I seen was going on. It was it was completely back and forth. Mm-hmm. What you thought? <clears throat> I actually thought it was going to be a high power, a high power, high scoring game, and they did not disappoint for that forty four thirty one game. Uh, TCU routed Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State just seemed like they couldn't get it together as fast as TCU can. TCU never let the lead go when they got up, and just never looked back. Just poured it on them. They did, and and the thing was, like TCU took that quick lead, um, going into halftime, um, and it was I believe twenty to ten going into the half, and mm-hmm. I mean we ended the game forty four thirty one, and I, I mean TCU just played they played great football. I mean Kenny Hill was on it, mm-hmm. um, he didn't do anything too amazing, but he managed the game, which, yeah. which I mean honestly. That's the number one thing you want from a quarterback is somebody who's able to manage the game. The running game was on point. Um, they had 238 total yards, four touchdowns, three by way of Darius Anderson, who had a great game. Great game. 26 attempts, 160 yards. And he, he was consistent. Like, the run game was very consistent on TCU's side. And, I mean, Oklahoma State more or less 
shot themselves in the foot. Right. You know, they're a pass first team. And I don't know too many pass first teams that if your quarterback has two touchdowns and two interceptions, that's going to win, especially against another high powered offense. Here's the thing about Kenny Hill that a lot of people tend to forget. He made everybody forget about Johnny Menzel when Johnny Menzel left uh, Texas A&M. Valid. So going into this game, it was uh, Oklahoma State's quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. Who was a Heisman hopeful, Heisman candidate, and versus Kenny Hill and Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, right? Yeah. Versus Kenny Hill and the boys, and I know the Horn Frog is always going to come to play. And um, what's the the head coach of uh, Four Horn Frogs? Is it Gary Patterson? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. He always always has a high powered offense, and all he needs is, is a great signal caller, and he has one. And Kenny Hill, he lucked up with that transfer. Um, one thing I want to say about TCU's mascot, it looks like a Pokemon. Every time. Every it, time. It looked like an angry squirrel. Every time I see him, it looks like a Pokemon. Oh my now, God. before we go to the next game, I just wanted to bring up a couple of stats that I I was paying attention to that caught my attention. Number one. Nails I'm, that line. I'm a huge... Nails that line. I'm a huge proponent for... Third down play. TCU is number one in the nation in third downs right now. I just I just wanted to mention that. And they didn't disappoint. They went 11 for 19 mm. on third down attempts. That's a great day at office for offense. You're, I mean, yeah, you're, you're not going to lose very many games being number one right. for third downs. Yeah. Furthermore, as of right now and even going into last season, if I'm not mistaken, I believe every game last season and every game this season, Oklahoma State has turned the ball over on offense. Uh Every game. So, you know, those were just the last few stat lines that I wanted to throw out there for that game. Um, So, throw a game at me. Let's go ahead and move on to Florida State versus NC State because that's... Oh, my gosh. That's your team. NC State just came out um, wanting to win this game from the first quarter. Uh, to take away from Florida State, they were starting the uh, freshman quarterback, you know, the Glade Central kid himself, the Slim Reaper, James Blackman. Um, but NC State was coming out after trick play after trick play. They were just not letting up. They were doing everything they can. Chubb, for example, that, that guy who's going to be an NFL player uh, someday soon, that DN. He was getting after it. It didn't matter where they lined him up at. He was just tenacious. Yes, I said tenacious off the edge <laughs> or inside. With the, in the trenches, he just owned uh, Florida State, which, which shows where they're bad at. They're terrible this year at um, offensive line because they're young and inexperienced. And, man, NC State made him look bad. Um, one thing I will say that I don't know if you guys know, but – as of right now, Florida State is unranked mm. because of this loss. And first it's the time. first time since 2011. November mm. 20th, 2011. Who's the quarterback exact. then? Um, that's a good question. 2011. Wouldn't that be Chris Ricks? Oh, it's Chris Ricks. Now, it makes so much sense. Do you guys think that that's a, that's a little extreme of a drop that they went from number 12 to completely unranked? To, from an unranked team who didn't who isn't supposed to see ranking at any point in NC State, at least the, by the standings, it's significant, I think, but I could understand. You think it's fair, though? I, I think, think, somewhere that I, I think a 
drop to number 24 or 25 would have been substantial for Florida State. But sometimes these people who, who, who delegate all this, they just do some drastic things like this to make them unranked, so they got to fend for their lives. They're out of here. Quarterbacks. Jacob Coker, Ethan Gilbert, EJ Manuel was a starter. EJ wow. Will Secord and Clint Trickett was a freshman at Florida State. Oh. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's what I'm I'm going to say as as a Florida State fan, and I, I'm very hurt that you know that this this has occurred. Bring back Bobby Bowden. That's exactly what they're gonna be saying. <laughs> um, however. I feel like first and foremost, the the loss of DeAndre Francois was a lot more serious than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think quarterback play was going to be that serious. But then again, we're talking about Jimbo Fisher, mm. so this this makes a a very valid point. Now, moving forward and talking about should Florida State be in the top twenty five, I I completely and utterly disagree with that. I don't think Florida State should be in the top 25. Mm-hmm. I understand that they lost the game against Alabama. Now, because DeAndre Francois is hurt in the way I've seen him play against NC State, I think they're going to lose against Miami, mm-hmm. and as much as it hurts me to say. But, I mean, you also got to look at the last five teams that are in the top 25. you got Utah, that's 4-0, and it's probably not any higher because they technically haven't played no quality teams yet. True. you got Florida. UF is sitting at 2-1. And they've they've played a. I mean, uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, you got Notre Dame at three and one, West Virginia at three and one, Mississippi State at three and one, LSU at three and one. They have less losses. They have more wins than 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 you know FSU got losses. Mississippi State should be high because they beat LSU last weekend. So. And they, and I could, I I absolutely agree. And and I just feel like you know I don't think any team should get leverage because they lost to Alabama. I've heard people say, oh, well, they lost to Alabama first game, so whatever. No, you, you lost, period. You right. were the number three team in the country. It, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like you were number 11 or number 12. Now, if there's a team that's outside of the top 25 and they lost their first game against Alabama and they lost like by a touchdown or two, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe in that case, you might move them up. You might. As absurd as that sounds, I would agree with that. However, if you're number three in the country, you lose pretty bad. I mean, honestly, Alabama dominated that game. They didn't do anything special, mm-hmm. to be to be honest. They they beat them with straight Alabama football. It almost looked like Saban didn't extend himself to win that game. Then you lose NC State at home. You're out of the top twenty-five. I'm sorry. That's right? true. You're out. So yeah, man. Yeah. Um. Did you guys see Baylor? Came very close to upsetting Oklahoma. I couldn't. I don't understand that. I was just up until, and it really, it wasn't even like they made up those points in garbage yeah. time. Like they were there. They were leading the, the game. entire time. They were right there. I didn't understand how what's going on with Oklahoma. Seems like right now is no clear cut favorite in college football to win it all. Because even Clemson didn't look. Um, still, to me, doesn't look impressive. But Oklahoma, which. I said last week on the podcast that they're going to be a team to watch. And after that, I don't know what that was against Baylor. Baylor played a great game, though. Yeah. So, shouts out to Baylor. Shouts out to Baylor for still continuing to play good football, even um, uh, amongst the Art Brow situation and all that. 
all that crap that they did they dealt with with those sexual allegations and all that rape charge yeah yeah i i agree with you a hundred percent i didn't see i i saw baylor to an extent keeping up um but not into the fourth quarter and i didn't see them having a lead to where you would need a fumble to essentially end the game right because right, for the record baylor was driving again so what i will say is what piqued my interests about this Oklahoma team is it's a lot more multi-dimensional than we thought on the offensive side of the ball. On defense, they, they struggle tremendously. Um, I don't know if it's because they, they definitely were flat as compared to the Ohio State game when they came out firing on all cylinders. We didn't see that against Baylor. Maybe that's a case of they're 0-3. They're not going to give us much. Boom, they got punched in the mouth and they weren't able to recover. Maybe we can we can leave it at that. I I I was thoroughly impressed at how even Oklahoma was across the board. I mean, they had 300, 342 yards rushing and 283 yards passing. Baker Mayfield didn't commit a turnover, no right. picks, three touchdowns, and you had two running backs over 100 yards, one for 164, another one for 148. And I, I mean the game. It was a very balanced attack on their on their part. Whatever and, they did, it worked. And what caught my attention was 283 yards on 13 passes completed. Yeah. Even if you don't watch the game, that tells you one thing. He's throwing. This man yeah. was slinging the rock. He was slinging that ball. Period. Now, and honestly, just seeing how balanced that attack was, I feel like it's even more testament to how good Baylor did, though, considering they haven't won a single game yet this season, and yet. They hung in there with the number three team in the country. Their quarterback, Zach Smith, went 33 for 50 for 463 yards and four touchdowns. And remember what I told you last week and the week before that. When you throw 50-plus passes, what it tells me is you you put a lot of pressure on the quarterback to pull this win for you. And it also tells me that maybe the running game wasn't working as effectively. No. no, And, I mean, 35 rushes total for 60 yards as a team. Uh I mean, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, doesn't it, look, it looks like they were trying to play keep up the whole time. Yeah. But I mean, they were they, doing they it effectively up. until the end. They kept up until the end. Their so. leading receiver, Denzel Mims, eleven receptions, one hundred ninety-two yards, three touchdowns. This is why he's hot. That's. A, I like what you did there. He, he had a couple of games. You can't say have a day. Have a couple of days. That mm-hmm. sounds like somebody's two-day total. Eleven receptions, one hundred ninety-two yards. That's three a great, touchdowns. great day at the office for a wide out. Yeah, that's you're eating. So shout out to them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're definitely eating. I'm gonna skate over this one, this uh, UF versus Kentucky, because UF got out of this one by the skin of their by teeth. By the skin. Because Kentucky DC didn't put a cornerback out there. By the skin of their teeth. And uh, before I go into my last game that caught me, I just wanted to say USC also got very lucky. Mm-hmm. California came. California came for, for for bones on that game. They won't this weekend. But go ahead to, we, we, to we'll, the next we'll one. We'll talk about that. Um, last game for me that I, I absolutely have to bring up because I literally was extremely impressed at the end of this game, and it was Penn State Iowa. Mm-hmm. I have to I have yeah. to bring that up, and 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 I and I hope that I'm not pushing it, but I just wanted to say that. To see how Iowa, I mean, the game was essentially done for the most part. To put 12 fourth quarter points up against a team as tough as Penn State, 
I mean, there might be some big things in, in the horizons for Iowa. Iowa did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They did really well. And, um, I mean, Saquon Barkley, man. Big Shaq. Saquon Shaq. Barkley. Yeah. I don't want to say it because last time I said this, uh, it didn't turn out for um, Baker Mayfield. But I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. How's it been for Aunt Wonder right now? That 5'11", 230-pound running back, that kid couldn't move. The kid... Has very, very good low center of gravity. Very balanced. 358 all-purpose yards. Mm-hmm. 211 yards on 28 carries and in 94 yards on 12 receptions. He legitimately took over the game at one point. He just said, okay, just dump it down to me and I'll get the first downs. No matter if it's third and two, third and 18, I'm getting these first downs. If I got to run, skip, jump over somebody. We can... We can go as far as to saying he might have single-handedly won that game because, to be honest, Trace Trace McSorley, he did go 31 for 45, but, I mean, he had a touchdown and a pick. He threw for 284 yards. However, I mean, 211 yards rushing. Hey, now. 94 yards receiving. Hey, now. And you got 12 catches as a running back. You want to talk about catching out the backfield? If somebody was to ask me, well, well, how would you feel about catching out the backfield? I'd be like, I had 12 catches in a game. Well, it just goes to show why that kid is going to be a first-round pick. Absolutely. Right there. But Absolutely. I'm going to give the nod to Penn State's defense. The defense, they stepped up. They stepped up. Shout out to my boy Marcus Allen. That's my favorite uh, defensive player in college football right now. Very, very animated. Plays with a lot of energy. Good instincts. Yeah, great instincts. Good ball instincts. And he, he's a, he's he a hell of a tackler for, yeah, he gets for a big safety. Um, now, one thing I wanted to uh, to throw at you guys before we move into the picks that I noticed, a lot of these top 25 games, a lot of them seem so close at halftime. I feel like this is a trend in college football where these games are so close at halftime and even in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden the team that is supposed to win just turns it on late in the game and just brutalizes the other team. Well, that's that's what you would call recruiting. It's right. recruiting. Um, <clears throat> when you have a team that already has the pedigree and has the depth and you're able to sit down your stars for a little bit, even if it's for two plays in a possession, three plays in a possession, whereas the other team probably has to keep their star on, you know, to, to, to be able to keep up with the Joneses, if you will, right. is always going to play a part, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Of anything, on the defensive side of the ball, you can literally substitute anybody for anybody. So basically, as the stars are getting tired, they're putting in fresh bodies that are still the at the same at the same level. It's the depth. Nails calls yeah. it recruiting. I just call it uh, adjustments. Just make adjustments. They make their adjustments to counter whatever you think you was working in the first half and then they route you up and make you look bad best best example i can use and and i'm going back to my childhood if you look at something like ncaa football where you'll see like mediocre teams like teams that were b plus a minus to a certain extent they have the stars that probably like an 89, 90, 91. But then the depth chart, when you go to the next best, 79, 80, 78. Whereas if you went and saw these stack teams, like what what year was that? I want to say this was 2005, 2004 with USC. It was literally 
running age running back number one 99 running back number two 95 running back number three 91 you got the fifth string running back who's an 86 and and it's legit they might not pan out to be that way in the league but in college that number five running back on usc could probably start or if you put him in a juco circuit he's gonna take off easily the best player in that circuit Mm -hmm. so when you got a team where they're number three number fours could be legitimate stars at other colleges versus teams that their depth just doesn't match up. It's, it's gonna show towards the end of the game. It, it always it always does. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're gonna move into the in the into the picks for this week. Now, last week. Oh God. Now B sent me all his picks. Recap. B went nine and zero. Hey, in nine. college football picks. Holla at your boy. Um. Nels went eight and one. I unfortunately went six and three. Yikes. So <laughs> this this brings our overall total right now. Uh B and Nels are in the front right now at seventeen and two. And I am uh at the back, fourteen and five. You know what? I'm gonna make my comeback, guys. So don't worry. So going right into it. Um we got Northwestern at uh number ten, Wisconsin. Wash. He said it. Wash game. Wash game. Wash game. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. I agree. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Let's go with the Wisconsin. Let's go with the badges. Badges. And Wisconsin. then we got um, number nine TCU's on a bye, mm-hmm. as well as number eight Michigan. Mm-hmm. So number seven Georgia. They made a, a jump. upset alert. Georgia upset alert. at Georgia right at Tennessee. Right Tennessee's alert. playing home. Upset so we got alert. yeah. So we got four and zero Georgia at. Tennessee, who is three and one. Upset alert I'm taking all Tennessee. day. I got I, I gotta go Tennessee also. Okay, Nels and B are going Tennessee. I'm gonna go Georgia. Mm-hmm. I ain't gotta try to make some 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 games up. So. Get, you, get your picks in. <laughs> um, moving right along, we got number six Washington at Oregon State. I think it's gonna be upset alert. No, really? I'm just kidding. I was about uh, to say. <laughs> I got I got Washington on this. I one. got Washington too. Washington has really impressed me. Even though they are they are playing against some weaker Pac-12 teams, however, they've impressed me. I, I will say that I, I didn't expect them to to play out that right. right now. That's we not, got that's not my Pac-12. My, my Pac-12 game is coming up. Don't worry. We got number five USC. Bingo. At number sixteen, Washington State. That's well, four and zero. That's another what upset. That alert. game is going to be good. It's at Wazoo. So put an upset alert by it. But alert! Who you picking? It's kind of tough. Sam Donald struggled last week at Cal, and hell, I'm going Washington State. I'm just going to do that. Oof. I'm gonna go the opposite, and I'm gonna go USC, just because I'm I'm starting to build up a little bit of faith in their defense. I am. I'm I'm building up a little bit of faith toward their defense. They're they're really starting to show me something. You know what? I'm always a fan of an upset. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my my pal. What 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 did you say your name? Washington. Oh, uh, my, my name, Skeeter Valentine. Skeeter Valentine. Mosquito for long. <laughs> mosquito. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go. Mosquito. I'm gonna roll with Washington State as well. That's scary. Um, they throwing the ball fifty plus times. Yeah, I know. They don't believe in the run. We got next. We got Indiana at number four. Penn State. Wash. Super wash. I think we're all going Penn State on this one. Pennsylvania State um, University. Number three, Oklahoma's on the bye. Mm-hmm. So we got number two, Clemson. At number 12, Virginia Tech. It's Another upset I'm gonna, for me. I'm saying Virginia Tech on this one. 
Ooh. At Virginia Tech, I'm gonna take Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. What you thinking? I like I like these teams. Like as a kid, I, I like this. I always like these teams. I like this game. This hey, game's gonna be great. I'm a listen. I'm a defensive coordinator, and partial reason is because Bud Foster is my guy. So hokey, hokey high, Virginia Tech all the way. I'm 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 gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys. I I've yet to see a game where um, the new quarterback. Kelly is it Kelly Bryant? Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. Um, he's yet to be rattled. However, to be honest with you, he's yet to be out of his comfort zone. I think this is the game to take him out of his comfort zone. You're at at a raucous Lane Stadium. It's a night game, so you know Virginia Tech is coming ready. They're coming ready. That's gonna be a great and they know, game. They know this is this is the game to show everybody that Vitek is back. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting for this game, and now they got their moment. I, I I like Virginia Tech as well. I, I got to go Vitek. All right, it's gonna be a great weekend. And me. then finally, we got Ole Miss at number one, Alabama. Alabama. All right, yeah. Alabama <laughs> across the board. Sounds good. Oh man. So that being said, we're gonna move right into the NFL. Um. A lot of stuff happened this week. We're going to get to, you know, the political stuff a little bit later. Great week of football. Yeah, mm-hmm. not for some of the good teams. Mm-hmm. Some of the good teams, a lot of the, the teams that started 2-0. The Raiders. Went down this week. We're going to get to that. The Raiders. Uh, the, the only remaining t- uh, undefeated teams are the Chiefs and the Falcons. What I will say is I think what we're starting to see is maybe an evening out of talent. In the NFL, oh yeah, maybe maybe the strong teams are no longer as strong as as they came out to be. Now I know it's an early season, and we might be seven eight games into this, and and the contenders might really pull away as they did last year. But I really do feel like this year a lot of these teams are evenly matched up. So I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. So we're gonna start with Thursday night football, where a game that I thought was gonna be a dud on paper. Turned out to be an amazing game between the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah. Where did that come from? Man. Bad defense. They went off. The Rams ended up winning 41-39. to But, wow. Who's that quarterback for the Niners? Uh, Brian Hoyer. Who? Is their Don't quarterback. Don't be disrespectful. He's a journeyman Michigan, quarterback. Michigan he, State Brian Hoyer? Correct. He played for the Bears at one point. How did he, played how did he get the job? What did Kaepernick. No, it wasn't Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are hilarious. What they 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 picked up like two other quarterbacks that was supposed to be the guy. They brought him in. I think Blaine Gabbert's on the bench. Bla- oh, he's horrible. Now yeah, that behind Brian Horner, now that starter. guy is somebody from Jacksonville who I could go ahead and side with you on. Is horrible. Blaine Gabbert, no way. Yeah, he's he's pretty. But awful. he's still getting the NFL check. But no, that was it. Was an amazing game. I mean. Let's let's see here. The Rams, I I was very impressed by Jared Goff. He went twenty two for twenty eight, two hundred ninety two yards and three touchdowns. He doesn't look as rattled this year as he did last year. He's comfortable. Starts. He's definitely starting to get more. I don't know if that has to do with the coaching change, the new OC. But would you be comfortable if you had Sammy Watkins too? 
I'm sure Sammy that helps. Watkins played fantastic. I'm football. sure that helps. Sammy sure. Watkins Six looked receptions, like, 106 yards, two touchdowns. He looked like he was having fun again. He got out of Buffalo and started having fun. When Robert he, Woods. Robert Woods is over there too. Yeah, Robert Woods also he was, had he, he had a hundred yard game too. He was at Buffalo too. So, well. so you see, they they knew something. They yep. knew something over there in the yep. front office of LA, and they got the, the old teammate the old teammates back. And remember, they were balling together. The boys are back in town. I mean, both both teams didn't do so great on defense, considering both teams went over four hundred yards of total offense. Can we just give a shout out to Todd Gurley? Oh, Todd Gurley snapped. Can we? Yeah. Can we just? Can we just give him a shout out? Todd Gurley. Thank you. I just. I just, I just wanted <laughs> his that. final number, at least for rushing, was twenty-eight carries, one hundred thirteen yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, and I know he had a reception touchdown too. Didn't he have three touchdowns in the first half? Wasn't Todd jumping over people? Um, Hurdling. Like, like yeah. In the, in the he went. Um, he had five receptions, thirty-six yards, and a touchdown as well. There you go. And the back. Not a bad. If you had him on your fantasy team. Not a bad. And I do. Not a bad game for Boy. a guy who you don't draft to catch out of the backfield. I think five catches for 36 yards is extremely productive. Yeah, so that was a great game. Um, we move into Sunday, where surprisingly another great game between the Patriots and the Houston Texans. See, we're only going to be able to talk about this game because the Patriots won, and, and I'm okay with that. I will say this much. For the past few years now, the Texans have played Patriots Pretty straight up. This was this was what this what was, what, what really was this game, game played at? This was in New England. Yeah, it was in New England. And considering it was a rookie quarterback in New England, Deshaun Watson, like he had a very good game. I mean, put the two picks aside. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie quarterback, so that those, those are going to happen. But you know, twenty-two for thirty-three, three hundred and one yards and two touchdowns. He had a great day. He's going to be all right, man. Plus, what he did in the rushing game too, like they. The, the Texans played very well. They're starting to click. Mm-hmm. So, Sean Watson had eight rushes for 41 yards, which yeah. is that's solid for, for a quarterback. Right? Yeah. So the, the AFC South better be on the lookout because... I think they win the AFC South. Easily. Houston's... I don't know about easily. Titans are going to be a trouble for them. We're going to see this week because they're actually playing each other this week. But I, the I, Titans, I see it as them being their only competition. True. But I think, I think Texas will do it. does get out of there easily. They're starting to impress me. That's for sure. funny thing is... Hogan finally stepped up to be the slot that's needed in Edelman's oh, he's talking absence. About, he's talking about his Patriots. I I got to. I got I got I got to bring it up real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, also Nails is gonna blow it. Go. No, not at all. Um, Tom Brady, another good game. Great game. Twenty five for thirty five, three hundred seventy eight yards and five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. <sighs> I've got to be honest with you. I didn't know he threw five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he threw five touchdowns. It was a very low-key five touchdowns. It was very low-key. <laughs> and, and sitting there watching the game and then looking at the stat line, I was looking at some of this and I was like, the game didn't appear that way. Like, I didn't think Jealously had 12 carries for 31 yards because he, he had a lot of key third-down rushes. And I was like, okay. So, you know, the stat line tells you a different story from what the game actually was because even though Tom Brady went, 25 for 35, uh, 25 for 35, we're not mentioning how much pressure he was getting in the backfield. Like, right. I mean, they was, they was coming for oh, him. Oh, no, they were coming for him. They were. And, and I, and I got him, I, that D line. Oh, yeah. I gotta Texas say, I gotta say shout out to Jadavian Clowney for that, uh, that pick six that he had. Jadavian. That, uh, and he did the, the Gronk spike. Yeah, shout out to, <laughs> yeah, shout out to my twin. 
Jay Clown. This guy. That's no, that was it was that was an, an awesome game. It was really fun to watch. It came down to the last, you know, minute of the game. Um, and of course it came down to Tom Brady sealing it for his team. So Thomas being Thomas. No no big shock there. None. None at all. Um going into Sunday night football. Uh, can we skip this? The Raiders. The Raiders. Talk about the Raiders. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. So the Raiders. I'm going to say this. The Raiders got punched in the mouth. The Raiders. It was definitely a reality check for them. The um, Raiders. I still think they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. Players select. Okay, are we done? Can we can we talk about the game now? Okay. The Raiders. And now you're starting QB. New World Order. The Raiders. Derek Carr did not play very well. He went 19 for 31, 118 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Talk about their third downs, bro. Their third downs. We went 0 for 11 on third down. And listen, what what was I just saying? Yeah. You're not winning you're very not winning many games, games if you can't convert. If yeah. you're not converting on the third down. No, it was bad. I can't put it all on Derek. Derek wants everybody to put it all on him, but I can't. Receivers dropped a lot that night. Uh, rushing game didn't get going. The offensive line looked atrocious, considering atrocious. they're one of the best one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Offense just didn't click at all, and defense showed their colors. How how many yards did Marshawn Lynch have? Marshawn Lynch had six carries for eighteen yards. Yikes! And and then no third down pickups. And I'm telling you, the third down is as crucial to the game as the jello is to the pudding. Yeah. There's not too much I want to say about this game. I mean, pudding props. The Redskins had 472 total offensive yards for 128. Repeat that again. They How had yards? 472. Wait, I didn't know fun, it was that bad. Fun fact. They let Kirk Cousins, the guy who I dislike in the NFL as a quarterback. He looked like an elite quarterback He only out there. missed Five passes. Yeah. Can we talk about the leading receiver being a running back? Chris Thompson had oh, Chris six Thompson catches on all of for 150 yards. Which goes ahead and shows you uh, about Kirk Cousins and his noodle arm. Okay, see, you're, you're, you're taking it way too far. He's a check down king. Check down Charlie, and that's fine, but what you're not going to do is, is, is snap on somebody who can't come here to defend themselves. He's a part of the check now, down mafia. One day when we get live, we'll invite Kirk Cousins to the show, and you can talk to him about his noodle arm. No, let's, so, let's invite his cousin. <laughs> there's not, honestly, there's not too much I want to say about this game. Um, everybody needs to play better. We really didn't play well on any phase of the ball, so... We'll see what happens this week. Can't throw for 118 yards. No. As, as somebody like no. Derek Carr. And, I, and honestly, that's, that's crazy. knowing Derek Carr's talent level, I don't see that being a regular that's thing. That's high school numbers. It was, a, it was a bad game. 19 for 30, 118 yards, touchdown, two picks. High school numbers. And, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm personally, like you said, I'm not putting all that on Derek Carr. Yeah, I got to put some of it on the offensive line. He didn't really have much time to, to operate. He was, yeah, operate. he was getting sacked. He yeah. got sacked. He got sacked I think four or five times. Yeah, that's, that's real life. You know what's game. funny? You guys yeah. sound like pretty much how I felt when the Cowboys lost to uh, the Broncos. We no, did, but it's we, the same way. Yeah, we didn't do nothing offensively. We didn't get our running game started. So how do you Everyone has a bad game. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a good segue into the Cowboys-Cardinals game. Yeah. yeah. Monday Night Football, Cowboys-Cardinals. Um, Cowboys got back some of their mojo that they needed. We did what we were supposed to do. Put the ball on the ground. And it's going to open up the pass. 
Yeah, Zeke got his first touchdown of the season. Zeke, like his coach said, um, and shout out to Jason Garrett, what he said was he was a warrior. And, and, you know, I think that, again, I think he's starting to get a little bit more accustomed to his second year. One stat line that they said was, on average, Ezekiel Elliott was going three yards before he would get first contact from anybody if you think about that in football terms you're literally putting your feet into the second level if you're getting three yards Mm -hmm. before you get contact it's tremendously lowered tremendously lowered he's getting hit in the backfield first and he's having to make a play he's having to make a play now do i think zeke is the type of running back to be able to make that play absolutely but when you're coming from a season where you were literally getting untouched to now having to adjust after everything else that he's going through it's gonna take some time for sure now he's got a lot yeah because he's already going through a lot mentally considering the beat down that he was getting to give me 22 carries and 80 yards with a touchdown as a coach I've got to be happy because what it's telling the defense is this guy's not going to quit. So I really got to keep the pressure on because every time we took a break, what happened? He broke out for a run. Mm -hmm. Every time. What What I want to make a mention to that I was really impressed with, and I've been saying it since last year, but I mean, it's really showing itself this year, and I can understand why they made him the captain at such a young age. Dak Prescott has got some poise. Listen. A whole lot of moxie in that backfield. He he really doesn't seem phased by what's going on. He kind of keeps his game simple. He doesn't need to do anything too crazy. They finally brought back the zone read, which I was I was happy to see. And I mean, they was leaving that end unlocked. I mean, the end was was chopped liver every single time. We we used to do that. Back in the day when we had Quincy Carter from Georgia, the zone read and the quarterback would keep it, the option. We used to do that, and then they stopped. And all of a sudden, you saw teams like Carolina pick it up and 49ers, which is always, it was nice to see. So I liked, I liked the zone read. I also liked using that zone read to kind of spell into the bootleg. For some awkward reason, I like seeing the bootleg out of shotgun. I think that's pretty cool. Unless it was Peyton Manning, because it's not a bootleg, it's a boot scoop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shouts out to Pete Manning. So, you know, it was efficient. 13 for 18, 183 yards, two touchdowns. And a boot scoop. Um, Bryce Butler gave you two key catches, 90 yards and a touchdown. I mean, his plays were key. I, and, I, and I keep telling you guys, I'm really loving the role that Des Bryant is playing right now. Des Bryant isn't really killing you with numbers, but his plays, those two catches were, were pretty well. The first catch wasn't that big, but the second catch where he went north to south and then he got picked up by the center, and his name is, is, is evading me right now. But to get pushed into the end zone and to, to react the way that you didn't have the whole team behind you, he's officially become that team leader and he's embraced that role. He's not really looking for stats. He's looking for wins. I still think, Jason, and, I, and I like it. I still think Jason Garrett needs to find ways to get him, get him implemented early by moving him around. Don't just leave him on one side. We need to move him to the slide, move him to the trip set inside, closer. Just move him around. Make it so that we're we'll have we're having him against the uh, opponents weaker defenders, so he can get easier catches. That way, he can get Dak started off with short completions and open up holes for the running game. You know, the simple coaching stuff, but I ain't telling them what to do. I, f- I feel like, personally, that they could be trying to keep Des healthy. 
They're probably trying to underutilize him because they do have other weapons. They do have Butler. They do have Williams. And now they have Switzer, who literally goes from slot to outside to running back to all these other different positions. So I, I think if they're able to keep him healthy into the playoffs, you could you could have you something dangerous. Too tough for running Switzer. Okay, so what I want to do now, I want to do a little, um, you know, quick hit section like a, a buy or sell on a, on a couple teams and see how you guys are feeling as far as how their seasons are looking and if you see them potentially making an impact in the postseason. Mm-hmm. All right, so a couple teams I got to start with. The Panthers are now 2-1, but Cam Newton is looking very troublesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it because I, I believe in Cam getting it right. He'll get it right. He's just trying to feel like his new his new tours in a sense. Cause this week he went seventeen for twenty six, hundred sixty seven yards and three interceptions. Yeah, he's trying to figure it out against a poor New Orleans defense. And then he lost Kevin Benjamin, I believe, too. But he's just trying to figure yeah. it out. Knows what do you think? Do you think they can make something happen, or is it a little? You think they don't have a chance? You're in this a year? you're in a division where. The Bucks technically have found their way. They figured some things out. The Saints have figured some things out, and the Falcons been figured it out. Um, as I'm looking at this schedule, I see New England, I see Detroit, I see Philly, I see Chicago, I see Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Miami, New York Jets, New Orleans, Minnesota, and this is this is just going into December, they literally have two sleeper games, which yeah. is the Jets and the Dolphins. I I can't buy it. I, I have to sell. Um just due to the fact that they 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 don't have no rest. They don't have no game where they can figure it out. I, Every I, team they're going up against is a contender. And yep. and and you know the fact that they lost a major weapon that hurts. They technically don't really have a crazy rushing attack. That hurts. The only rushing touchdowns that have been accounted for was from Cam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Your running backs got no 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 touchdowns rushing. I, I just feel like they're number 29 in the league with points with points scored. They scored 50, they're scoring 15 points a game. Gotcha. What's their record? They're two and one. Okay, so the question is buy or sell. But I already, so, I've been said. Yeah, I already been so, said sell. So I've been said sell. Okay. But um, I'm telling you my reasons why. So there. All right. So the next team I have, the New York Giants. So the New York Giants are zero and three, and they just can't seem to get it going. They're in my division. I. So. The only reason I'm even bringing this team up is because before this season started, they were viewed as the heavy favorites in the NFC. They're, they're the paper I, favorite. Yeah. On paper, they look amazing. Right. Exactly. They do. And going in, they were looked at as top three best teams in the NFL, um, arguably. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're just bad. They're all around bad. There was poor coaching decisions this week. They decided to go for it on fourth and, and short when they were within field goal range. And if they would have just taken field goals on those, they could have won the game. And, so. you know... I'm selling all the way. I don't know if you guys have a different take. I'm not even selling. I'm giving on, I'm Based giving on that away. offensive line and how they've been playing. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. I'm giving it away for free. <laughs> now, this this is what I'm, I'm big on. Big on big. Exactly. How are you going to big on big? And what, what I'm seeing is, first and foremost, it's not just a team that can't get it together. Most teams that can't get it together offensively 
usually get through it by figuring out a running game. Running game? Who running game. You tell me who that running back is in the New York. I'm about to do you one better, my brother. Check this out. You have no team worse than the Giants right now rushing the ball. Mm-hmm. They average 48.7 yards a game. They, they don't care about the run. Put them in Eli's hand. 12.3 points a game. There's only one team that's worse than that. And I don't even want to find out who it is. And I hope that a team you mentioned isn't lower than them. Because I'm a selling ass just like I'm selling the Giants. I'm selling the Giants harder than I'm selling the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's probably the Bengals. So. <laughs> probably. Maybe. More, like More than, than the Browns? Now. Yeah, bang. Browns are moving. Browns are moving. They're just not winning. What about the Colts? Colts Ooh. did good this week. But well, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> one more team I want to bring up. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now 2-1. and one. They had a dominant win over the, at the time, because 2-0 of Ravens. Blake Bortles played a good game. <laughs> now, mind you. You guys heard it first. You guys heard it now, mind first. You. Buddha just said. No, 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 no. no. Listen, I could insert listen. times when he said that Blake Bortles is the worst hey. franchise quarterback in the No, no, no. And I still stand by that. I don't give you one good game as as you selling me on your, you, what you want. Just like I wouldn't say Derek Carr is now worse than where he is because he had one bad game. I don't give you one good game across the pond where the Jaguars are used to playing every season, mind you. This is the first time the Ravens have played over there. Jacksonville has played there every year for the past six years. They know how to travel there. They know how to stay there. They know how to train for that. It's different. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles played a good game. He didn't play like that over here in the States, though. Maybe. He's a, maybe, he's maybe, maybe he could be the franchise of the London team they're eventually going to bring there. Exactly. Before I go into what I want to say about Jacksonville, I just wanted to mention Jaguars defense, last in the league, they allow 153 yards rushing. That's terrible. So, so, me, so, so Okay, <laughs> so, so you don't think Jaguars have a chance to make it into the playoffs? That's, that, that's what my question is. Ooh. Where I'm saying buying or selling. Ooh. Hey, Will so the Jaguars look, make the postseason? As of, as of right now, Jaguars... <laughs> Listen, I can't believe one? I'm to say this. Two and one. They're fourth in the league with points scored, 29.7. Oh. They're number five in the league with rush yards with 140. Shots out to the rookie. You know how I feel about the run game. Listen, you got to have some kind of run game. You got to have something. And, and I mean, they got, they got a lot. Who's the vision? AFC South. Oh, never mind. AFC South. We already, now, we already said here's Texas. What, here's, yeah, Texas here's what troubles me. Up. Here's what troubles me. Their defense, fourth highest with points given up. And I mean, when I say fourth highest, I mean like they are allowing only 17 points. Their defense has been doing okay. And we know that their defense is talented. We got to give them that much. They do have a pretty talented defense, albeit young, talented. I'm looking at this schedule. I got to be real with y'all. It's possible. They 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 might be able they might be able to make some noise because you've got the Jets, Pittsburgh, the Rams, the Colts, 
the Bengals, the Chargers, Cleveland, Arizona. That's going into Thanksgiving. Now, who buying or selling? Mm, mm, mm. I'm 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 going to have to sell though. Okay. Even though even though it sounds good, I'm I'm gonna have to sell just because I keep thinking of the Titans. I keep thinking of the of the yeah. Texans. I don't see them getting past those teams. I got you. Now, one final thing I want to get into before we get into our picks. Like I said, we have two teams that are still currently undefeated. I want to know which team do you guys think stays undefeated for longer? Now, I'm gonna give you the upcoming games. I'm gonna give you the upcoming five games. For the Chiefs and the Falcons, I want you guys to let me know who you think realistically could stay undefeated for longer, okay? So, first off for the Chiefs, they have the Redskins at home, then they go to the Texans, they're home against the Steelers, they go to the Raiders, and then they're home against the Broncos. Those are their next five games. Okay, so they got Redskins, Texans, Steelers, Raiders, Broncos. Now, the Falcons, on the other hand, Falcons have the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, the Panthers. Oh, easily uh, Julio, those guys. Julio Julio and the fun bunch go undefeated longer. When do you think they lose? The game against the Patriots? They, I believe they win that game. I can see them winning that game. Is it in New England? Or is it's it in New England. England. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the reason more. They, they, they got a lot riding on that game. New England does it. Do you see them winning, losing any of those five games that I mentioned? Who's the ones, that, the last two after New England? After New England, it is the Jets and the Panthers. Oh, it sounds like they're going undefeated in the five games. Yeah, because their next four games, they played the whole AFC East. Yeah, well, I like, I like Atlanta to go 5-0. and Okay. And, and tell me the schedule for the Chiefs again. They the got Chiefs three. have a tougher Tex- road. Texans, Steelers, Redskins, Raiders. Texans, Steelers, Raiders, Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go Falcons on that one. Falcons because to go Eric Berry's done for the later. year. Eric Berry's done for the year to, for, for the Chiefs. Later. You, don't have, yeah. you don't have the heart and soul of your defense. And their defense has been slipping yeah. as far as their like averages. But and you, 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 see, you see why. That yeah. that one signal caller back there makes a huge difference. He does. Okay. I, I'm gonna go Falcons. I agree with you on that mm-hmm. one there. And Falcons have a pretty deep team, also right. a lot of different bodies. If I'm not mistaken, they got everybody back. They have everybody. There's mm-hmm. no there's no crazy injuries mm-hmm. that that I know of for for the Falcons. So they got their whole team back, the whole scheme back. Everybody's happier, and and you're able to you know take care of what you need to take care of the only one injury and now that it hits me is um Vic Beasley Vic Beasley's hurt but you you can cover for that though yeah they got some depth they they got depth definitely if any position that you could afford an injury in is linebacker for that Falcons defense Mm -hmm. to be honest so I got Falcons cool All right. so going into the picks for this week last week I must say I came out on top I went nine and seven. B, you went eight and eight. Great numbers. And Nels, you went seven and nine. I was almost at five hundred. So that brings the that, that brings the the grand total right now. I am on top at twenty one and eleven. Pause. 
B, <laughs> B, you're at 20 and 12. You're one game back. And Nels, you're at 18 and 14. Oh, you know, if I had one more the victory, if I had one more victory, I would have been a happy man because then I would have been at 19 and 14. Shout out to the realest friend in the land, Five Beta Six Fraternity Incorporated, Blue Fire. You know, go mob. Let's get Why? Right, shameless plug. Okay, <laughs> so getting right into the picks. Um, Thursday night football. We have the Bears at the Packers. The Bears. Now, I'm a fan. <laughs> the Bears. I'm a fan of Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, oh, sounds like he's gonna say but. Yeah, there's there's always a but. The way he said it. Start with something detrimentally. And, good. Uh, no, but. here comes. honestly, no, I'm gonna roll with the Packers on this because I think based on the Bears' win last week, they're still gonna roll with Glennon as their quarterback, and I don't think they have a chance really until they put Trubisky in. Who? who? Glennon. Trubisky. Trub. 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 What? Trubisky. Trisket. Right. Trubisky. Trubisky. So I'm rolling with the Packers on this one. <laughs> Thumper. The the Packers at home on Thursday night football. Mm. Packers. I'm I'm also going to Packers. All right. And Aaron Rodgers is, is on it right now. So, so Bay, Wisconsin. Sunday Green morning. Bay Packers in the Lambeau Field. Gentlemen. Sunday morning we have another game in London. It's the Saints oh. at the Dolphins. Oh. Now the Saints had a very good showing against the Carolina Damn. Panthers. The Dolphins. Showed their true colors like I knew they would last week against the Jets and got destroyed. So I'm rolling with the Saints on this one. Who who played overseas last year? Saints? The Saints? Play? I don't think either of them did last year. <sighs> that would have been that would have been pretty. That'd have been that'd have been my you know my groundbreaker. And this is a game you should keep an eye on for next week too because now the Dolphins don't have a bye week. So now they're going to be coming from overseas and they're not even going to have a bye week to <laughs> recover. I'm going to put my hand in it. Uh, so, and that's to keep in mind for next week. But for this week, yeah, Saints, Dolphins, I'm going with the Saints. Yeah. I'm also going with the Saints. Let's go with the Saints. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, we got the Bills at the Falcons. I told you what I'm taking. Julio and the guys. Upset alert. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it, and nobody's going to take me seriously. I'm going Falcons. I'm going with Falcons too. If it was at the Bills, I would probably take the Bills just because it seems to be hard to win in Buffalo. Never. Wait, um, what? It is hard to win in Buffalo. It is. Not, not, good, not with Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't Shleep. care. Yeah. So we got the Steelers at the Ravens. Both teams Ooh. are two and one. And the Ravens, I'm sure, are going to be pissed off because they got whooped up on by the, the, ja- the Jags. Hey, you still got to play football whether you're mad or happy or sad. <laughs> Pittsburgh. The both teams are actually going to be mad. Pittsburgh. So you got the Steelers? Yeah. I'm... I'm mm. What my dog called God? I'm going to go Steelers. Too many weapons. That's out of the ball. I'm going with Baltimore. Uh, we got the Bengals at the Browns. Both teams have yet to win a game, so some, one team will get their first win this week. Hey, watch this. I'm going Cleveland. Hey, upset alert. Cleveland. <laughs> I'm going Cleveland, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cincinnati. Sorry, Can't do it. Cincinnati. As long as they keep Andy oh, Dalton. Oh, snap. This is the Battle of Ohio. <laughs> it is. The Battle of Ohio. <laughs> They're both it's the Ohio Bowl. They're both garbage. And All the, right. ma- the matchup oh, is set. Think about it. Yo, Ohio has three teams. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, what? Wait, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm tripping. Whoa. Wow. Pew. 
All right. Next up. We're going to edit that out. All right. Leave it in. All right. So we got the Rams at the Cowboys. Um, I'm not sold on Jared Goff still, so I'm rolling with the Cowboys on this. Mm-hmm. Mm, Cowboys. Because <laughs> um, we got Orlando Skandrick playing good football, and he looks good out there. Cowboys. All right. Now, these next two games, I'm going to say, have the potential to be games of the week. We got the Titans at the Texans. Yep. I think that's going to be a very good game. Who you guys got? Oh, I'm going with my twin in them. My twin and J.J. Watt. Jay Clowney. So you're going with the Texans? Yeah. You could have yeah, just, just said You could have just said one with the Texans. Oh, I right. said my twin and them. We're going, I'm going with the Texans as well. I'm a roll Titans. Hey, fun fact. Uh, DeMarco Murray has a hamstring issue, so I don't know if you want to go with the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans. All right. He wants to go with the Titans. Yep. And we also have the Lions against the Vikings. Game of the week. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a very good game. Injury reports say something about Sam Bradford, though. Doesn't matter. Case Keenum murdered the Bucks this week. That's the Bucks. Yeah, he came Bucks. to play. It's the Bucks. The Bucks have you, have you seen the Detroit Lions against the... Uh, did you see that again? The Lions against the um, Giants? Yes. The Lions are... Listen, the Lions... Football. I said last week on the podcast, the Lions are my sleeper team to go to the, to yeah. go to the uh, Super Bowl on behalf of the NFC. Whoa. My sleeper team. I don't know. I wasn't here for that. I woke up. Yeah, they're, my, they're, a, they're the definition of a dark horse. That's nobody talks about them, but they are there. They're black. They're playing very well. They're not the definition of a dark horse. The definition of a okay. black. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> Lions Vikings. Who you got? Detroit Lions. I got Detroit Lions as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lions too. <laughs> he said all that to go. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You're horrible. Bro. So uh, we got the Panthers at the Patriots. Panthers struggle again. I think the Patriots won this one pretty. Despite easily. me saying all those positives by Cam Newton, going Patriots. I'm going completely with y'all, and I'm going Patriots. All right. <laughs> this game could be interesting. The Jaguars at the Jets. I'm taking the Jaguars. Ooh. They're at they're in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, who was throwing the pigskin for Jet for Jets last week? McCown. I was surprised that McCown let that thing go. McCown was snapping. Well, who you is you throwing it to? No, so you taking um Jit from Seattle. What's the name of Jit from Seattle? Oh my gosh, no she played receiver. Um, Not Doug Baldwin. No, no. curse. Curse, oh. yeah, J- yeah, Jerome? Jermaine Kerr, Jermaine Curse, the one Jermaine from Kurs. Washington. You just said Jerome Curse, <laughs> Jerome and <laughs> House, Jerome Curse steps lead in the NBA. I'm sorry. No, no worries because I clearly just said Pittsburgh. Or we're talking about Javon Curse, the, the hey, lineman, Jevin. Nothing you can say tonight is gonna outbeat me, bro. My I bad. Said yeah, you were really bad. You said Pittsburgh. That was really bad. There might be a Pittsburgh Ohio for all we know. No. <laughs> Don't make, me feel, don't make me feel better. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah, hell no. Nah. All right. That's what you got. I'm moving oh. to Pittsburgh, Ohio tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. I got um the Jags. The Jaguars of the Ville of Jackson. All right. Ooh. I'm, Ooh. I still feel Blake Bortles is the worst franchise quarterback oh. in the NFL. So I'm going with J-E-T-S. Suck, suck, suck. I'm going with the Jets. Rolling with the well, Jets. I'm mad you did the whole thing where they do <laughs> at, at, at drafting. Who are you right now? <laughs> the only right. fan, their own fans say sucks, sucks, sucks. All right, all right. So we got the 49ers at the Cardinals. 
Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, the Eagles at the Chargers. Eagles at the Chargers? Chargers have yet to get a victory. They will. They will. They will. That's Not good. this week. Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to have to go Eagles. I just don't see the Chargers pulling that one out. I'm going with the Chargers. You know, I'm sick of you. That's you're, fine. You're a troll. <laughs> Giants. All, he's doing is troll. all right, we got the Giants at the Bucks. I am not rolling with the Giants on this one. Mm-hmm. I have no faith in if them. If anybody's rolling this with game. the Giants, I'm going to slap you. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks. <laughs> I'm going with the Bucks. Bucks. So we're all going Bucks. All right. <laughs> Everyone avoids the slap. Yeah. We got the Raiders at the Broncos. It's going to be a. <laughs> it's gonna be a hey, game. listen! Everybody got cool. Everybody got cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like a thunderclap. Yeah, I was like, wait, yeah. what? that that was not a dead period. The, Raider, was the Raiders at the Broncos. I think the Raiders are gonna pull this one out, though. You say where y'all playing at? At the Broncos. At Mile High. Yeah, we're, oh, I'm sorry. we play pretty good at Mile High, so I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm going go. with Seidman. Seidman, what is his name? Simeon. Simeon. Side duck. Jesus. <laughs> the quarterback side duck? Okay. Yeah. I'm going with that guy. <laughs> Trevor Simeon, who's a very serviceable quarterback. Um, no, he's not. Bro, listen. Don't debate me, bro. We're not doing me, this. No, don't so debate got... me, bro. Um, you know who's serviceable? You know, I feel like when we, when we did this, I had the Raiders winning that one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reversing this one. I have the Raiders winning the home game. Broncos is going to take it. All right. Side duck. Sunday night football. We have the Colts one and two at the Seahawks. Also one and two. Richard Sherman. Him. This game does not look like it's going to be good, but I think the Seahawks are going to win. Seahawks are going to win. It's 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 crazy because I know whoever it was that planned this game was sitting there thinking to themselves. Andrew Luck versus Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. They, they it's going to be epic, and yeah, yeah. be great. Look at it now. It's really Russell Wilson against Jacoby Brissett. And to be honest with right. you, Shout even, out to though, even though the Seahawks are going to win this game, I feel like Brissett's going to come in and he's he's going to do he's going to do some damage. Right. Shout out to the Palm Beach kid, now, Dwight Panther, Jacoby Brissett. Now uh, Monday Night Football looks like it's a game that could be pretty interesting. We got the Redskins at the Chiefs. Redskins wow. showed this week that they are here to play. They're no. getting their no, stuff no, no, together. No, 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 no. Just because they beat y'all don't mean that they're here to play. Kansas City, please. Wow, he didn't even let you finish your rhetoric. They are not here to play. <clears throat> the, the dude beat y'all on check down. Finish your rhetoric, please. No, I'm done. Oh, are you hurt? Nope. You sure? I'm, I'm positive. Okay. I, I, I've got Kansas City. Yeah, I've got Kansas City, too. <laughs> All right, those are our picks. Seal them. Lock them away. Put them out. So, now that we're done with the NFL section, officially, is there uh, anything happened uh, in the worldwide of, wide world of sports? It's okay. say worldwide of sports. Pittsburgh, Ohio. Pittsburgh, Ohio. That's going to live that. in infamy. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Ohio. Ohio. This podcast <laughs> takes place in Pittsburgh, Ohio. <laughs> hey, Jeez. listen. It's Pittsburgh, Ohio, okay? All right. So, yeah. What, what happened in the, uh, the sports the world? Dwayne Wade bought out his contract. The minute that happened, I told my good friend and roommate and show cohort, B, 
My name is Mosquito Valentine. If he's talking about me, Mosquito for long. Mm-hmm. I said top three teams instantly: Cavs, Spurs, Heat. In that order, he goes to the Cavs for two point three million dollars, I believe. If I'm, if crumbs I'm not mistaken, compared crumb, to crumb well, cash. From what he what he could have got. Yeah, for for Max Deal. Yeah, he's, he's two point three mil. Um I'm 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 seeing that the NBA is definitely taking the route that baseball did with their free agents. You're you're getting on a team to win. You want to be on the best team that's gonna give you a chance to win. And that's pretty much what's happening. I, I don't think we need to bring up any more emotional bonds a lot of people are saying oh well he's gonna go back to miami because you know that's where it all started no we want rings out here if you're you're saying because that's where it started you sir deserve to be slapped honestly i look at it like because isn't lebron one of his best friends yes Mm -hmm. at this point in his career he has nothing to prove to anybody why not have fun and potentially win a ring like go play with your best friend like have a good like that's I don't know how big that potential is, but listen, I, but I hear you. You know, you know what I'm saying though. No, like, listen. To be honest, I feel like if Melo didn't leave New York, um, and LeBron could have got out of, uh, he would he would have to play this year to get out of Cleveland. Um, D Wade didn't have to opt in to. He would have to opt in to get the max. No. What do you mean? No, no, no. He wouldn't have to. So oh. he could he could finish out this it's year. It's just a one con. It's just one year contract, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, LeBron's definitely out of here. Yeah, this year, just right. So. <laughs> so both of those guys would probably win in New York just to play with Melo, just on the simple fact because it's Melo, D Wade, LeBron, CP3. Who am I missing? Nobody. That's it. That's the group. That's Nobody. the super group. That's the super group. Yeah. So that that was what I wanted to bring up. I don't know. But uh, Hooded Mellow over there um, at the Thunder. I love seeing that Hooded Mellow. OKC is going to blow some teams out. People, um, people are saying big three, but they forget how good Steven Adams is as a seven-foot defensive big. They, they're, they could be. Well, they, they are, um, as far as starting lineups concerned, they're the biggest team. In mm-hmm. the NBA, mm-hmm. you got a what? Russie's six three, six four. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Paul George at six nine, six ten. Honestly, I Carmelo really forgot six, when seven. I saw Melo went there. I really forgot Paul George was on that team mm-hmm. for a second. I was, <laughs> I was like, whoa. They could play PG at the three, play Melo at the four, and it still works. And I think that's what they're gonna do because Roberson, even though he's not solid, like super solid on the offensive side of the ball, he plays. Good defense. That's not that. Who's the kid that used to get hype with Russ? Oh, he's not there no more. They shipped him out. They yeah, shipped out they, the hype. They, man. Let, they let him go. They need to bring him back now because it's going to be hype over there. Oh, and then I, we forgot another key pickup that they got. Two key pickups. They got Patrick Patterson mm-hmm. from Toronto and Kyle Singler, and they still have Nick Collison. So you know, I was saying that their bench was looking a little hurt. It actually doesn't look that bad. And they got Raymond Felton coming off the bench too, so I mean they're gonna they're gonna cause some issues. They have a bunch of forwards. They literally did what the Celtics did last year. Got a bunch of forwards. Got quite a few guards. Let's go to work. NBA is out west. NBA Man, is out west. That this is this is gonna be an amazing year. Preseason starts this weekend. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, it is, and 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 it's looking good. Only thing that's gonna hurt OKC's is the lateness of the additions. Um, training camp, they're gonna have to to really put some things together. In they order got eighty two games. The they got eighty two games, and Adam Silver 
said no more back-to-back games. Oh, so they, they got, got yeah, they, they got, got time. Plenty yeah, of they time. got time. Good point. Good point. That dude, hey, that commissioner, hands down to me, is looking like the best thing smoking as a commissioner in a long time because of what he's doing to combat like uh, uh, the wear and tear on athletes. Oh, you mean actually doing things for the players? Yeah, you mean caring about? Yeah, I mean caring oh. about his players. Yeah, he's huh. do, he's doing that. Yeah, he's that's doing interesting. Because you know, <clears throat> why? Why would you want to protect your product? Ah, not only not only protecting your product, but you're putting your product in the best position to give you the best out of their value possible. See, you're getting the best product out. They're gonna perform. See, one (laughs) one gonna perform. One person could be mad that you guys are referring to athletes as products, but the fact of the matter is, it's a business, and that's how it breaks down to. Really, I look at it. I mean, regardless, regardless, at the end of the day. You know, I think people try to take the try to put too much personality into what it is. If you have a job, like like I've like I said before, if you have a job, you, the number one thing that helps you keep your job is your output, is your product. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is that you do as a job. I'm a teacher. My product is making sure that my kids get the best grades possible. Period. Point blank. If my product doesn't match the output that's expected, I get fired. Well, on the on you the know. flip on the flip end of of the the person making it personable or whatnot, that is the thing that led for some organizations to get this success. Like NFL at one point in the nineties was popular because they had personalities they let shine outside of the helmet. You had your Warren Saps, you had your John Randles, you had your Randy Mosses, your Deion Sanders, your Jerry Rice's. People knew who these guys were with their helmets on, the helmets off. Now they don't have that guys anymore. They don't try to push those guys forward. You get a handful of Tom Brady's. Uh, they, they, for example, nowadays it's the quarterbacks. Everybody knows it's the quarterbacks. Back then, you used to get a defensive lineman in there, and how you get a defensive lineman with a personality. But now you're you're making this Paul Tagliabue versus Roger Goodell. Well, I, I, no, Goodell. I don't. I don't. I don't like Goodell. He so he needs to go there. Um, I don't like Goodell because I think. He would go to L. Go to L. That's what. That's what. Go to L. Oh, you like go to L. Yeah, go to L. Oh my gosh. What did he do to you? Well, he's hurting. He's hurting the brand. (laughs) He's hurting the brand. I think he's not protecting the shield. (laughs) I I don't think he's squad. I don't think he's doing uh, very much for the players to make players feel comfortable. Not even just feel comfortable. He's not going to bat for the players. He's trying to do anything he can to side with owners. And let's be let's be frank here. The most dangerous sport and the quote-unquote most exciting to watch is the most underpaid of all sports. We need to do something to... Of the four major sports. Of the four major sports. Yeah. We need to do something about that. And, you know, Roger Goodell, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want... Because I essentially work for the owners. Well, Adam Silver doesn't even work for the owners. He does everything in his power to protect the players. Play, the owners understand that because the owners have to understand it because if the players don't perform, then they don't have a product. They don't have anything to sell. They lose money ultimately. So you have to work with your commissioner versus your commissioner trying to work for you and say, forget the players. In a sense. So this is the reason why we put Adam Silver over Roger Goodell. Easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. Adam Silver, just he, he got it right, man. For him... Just to jump in it right now, he got it right. He's already already looking into some um, possibility 
uh, the possibility of bringing back like uh, the jump from high school to NBA again. He's looking back into that because he understands sometimes kids don't want to go to college. This is one you're ruining. You're ruining quite a few careers by having them go to college. You're changing games. Um, and what I mean by games is you you when you go to a specific school, you know the coaches will say anything to get you to go to that school. But what happens is that certain coaches are going to mold players to play certain ways. Mm -hmm. And that's just what it is to it. So whereas you have a raw talent that comes out of high school into the pros where it's a little bit more lax and it's like, okay, we're going to let you play your game, but we got to fit your game into our system. In the NCAA, there's no fitting your game into our system. You're going to do our system and you're going to mold your game, period. There's, you're not, we're not trying to fit anything around you. For the You're fact, gonna fit into this. Yeah, that, point blank period. That prime example was Austin Rivers. He did not fit in the Duke system, but Austin Rivers is playing NBA now because of his father, and his father could keep him in the NBA. But um, to go back, they on, changed his game tremendously. Yeah, to go his back, his game did not progress at all while he was at Duke. To go back on the on the opposite side of that spectrum, you see that the placing the rule of you have to go to college did what for the collegiate basketball level? Got him more money. It got him more money and it made it more exciting. It was, you hate the fact that colleges get all this money from these athletes and these athletes don't see a dime out of it. But college basketball was exciting, at least I thought. It definitely got way more exciting because yeah. that talent, there's quite a few basketball players that played their freshman year that you're watching them play and you're like, yo, listen, they're they're clearly better than everybody out here on the court. Hands they down. Could've, they could have made that jump to the NBA. But, you know, that's that's another story for another day. Another yeah. story, another day. <laughs> um, One thing I don't want to talk too, you know, too lengthy about, but I mean, I feel like we should address, is all the protests that happened. Let's address this it. past weekend in the NFL. Well, yeah, let's let's address it. Let's um, address it. You know, I just want to say, you know, as the the one white guy in this <laughs> in this podcast uh, white, team bro? here, yeah, I'm white. Um, I am ashamed that we have a president who condemns a peaceful protest in in such a way that you know he'll call somebody out their name and use language that isn't very presidential you know and calling them sons of bitches and stuff like that and that may not seem like a big deal saying sons of bitches but you're the president of the United States of America there's a certain Level, level you should you should hold yourself at and um it, it upsets me considering when everything happened in charlottesville he referred to them as fine people oh and there was a lot of good people out there and stuff like that holding nazi flags with swastikas and, and confederate flags and holding up hail hitler salutes and being violent and they're not sons of bitches, but some black football players taking a knee on a field quietly, not saying anything. They're the sons of bitches. That upsets me. Um, how I personally feel about 
what he's saying, how he's saying it. I'm I'm actually pretty satisfied that he said what he said. And what I mean by that is something good came out of it. He's he's further showing the issue here. And 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 the fact of the matter is this is the reason why Kaepernick's got no job. This is the reason why the protest is still not fully understood. Um, and is the reason why I think that this will go longer and this might get a little bit more serious. And that is also the issue with Trump's president, with his with his whole presidency. And what's going on with Trump's presidency is, of course Trump's going to feel some type of way or whatever, whether he wants to admit it or not. He's not going to get it. Yeah. You know, I was listening to The Breakfast Club this morning and Charlemagne said something interesting and it's like, if you thought that Rosa Parks sat down to boycott transportation, then you don't get it. If you really think that Kaepernick or whoever else is protesting just for police brutality or against the flag or against the anthem or whatever, you still don't get it. And, and that's the point. He's proving it. You got somebody that we elected, this country elected this man as the president. It doesn't matter what he says or how he says it. Nobody should be shocked or amazed. We put him there. Right. Did I put him there personally? No. But we as a country put him there. So we literally gave this man the right to sit there and talk about these 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 hate groups, quote unquote, and I'm going to say that because you, you got to be politically correct in this. But these hate groups, you're saying they're fine people. But athletes who just want their message to be heard are sons of bitches. And, and I'm sorry. That, to me, is not allowable. I already don't like the phrase bitch. I don't. Yeah. And now it's not just you're offending them. Technically, you're offending their moms as well. Yeah, because because you're calling them sons of bitches. So that's 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 on a whole nother level. Yeah. I, I don't think any human being should be okay with saying that beyond the president of the country that's supposed to be the most powerful nation of the world and at the forefront. It, it, it's just a it's a cultural difference. It's literally showing the differences that we have in this country. As united as we want to be, there's going to be a difference because there's always going to be that group. That just doesn't get it. And and that's just the way that it's going to be. These people who are booing during a national anthem. The people who are sitting in here saying, I'll never understand why you protest. Well, you'll never understand why we protest because you never had to. And you've never had a conversation with somebody. That's the thing. It's it's one thing to to have to deal with it. But if you don't understand, if you've never even tried to have a conversation to understand why, like... You're not, you're not going to get anywhere. You're, of course you're going to be stuck and you're thinking you're never going to understand because you haven't stepped out of your own comfort zone to even ask the person, why do you do this? Why do you know? I'm going to do something different. Uh, my fact check the nails, um, since you, you're really great on facts, isn't it a person's right to say the Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, you you have the right to say the pledge. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do you have to do you have to stand for the national anthem? No, no, you don't have to. You don't you don't have to to give reverence. You, to you just have to give respect. That's right. it. 
So you don't have. So that means you. So in other words, you do not have to stand. No, no. You don't have to stand. All right. No. So we don't boo anybody who doesn't say the uh, pledge of allegiance. Correct. But yeah, we get out and boo these uh, men who put their lives at stake at their job to entertain us because of what one man said. All right, that doesn't make any sense to me. To back what Buddha said, I feel like I, I want to challenge people to go out and ask people of color, white people, ask people of color why. And just to, just to gain some knowledge, if, if not for anything, have to a gain conversation. some Yeah, have, some conversa- have a conversation to gain some knowledge of something that you normally would not or do not, or you probably feel like you don't even have to, you don't care about it because it's never going to even well, happen or probably, probably even come to you. And let me clarify, there's a difference between debate and conversation. Right. You have to go into it with an open mind and have a conversation with somebody. If right. you're going into it with a debate, I mean, you're firm on your standpoint, you're not going to back down because that's what a debate is. Right. You need to have a conversation with somebody. Well, I'll, I'll make I'll make things even a little easier. I got another flip for and, y'all. And and my whole thing is I can I can literally in a few minutes explain what the what the basis behind all of these protests are. First and foremost, like we said, you have a right to protest. The reason why we have the First Amendment is because of protest, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that again, cultural differences. I do firmly believe that there are some groups that really don't think that minority groups get it. We're not, we're no longer dealing with in your face, upfront racism anymore. It's a lot of back channel communication. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of underhanded and sly communication. But it is there. You know, Something like calling the, the difference between fine people and sons of bitches. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. We know what the underlying, we know what the denom- denominator is in this. Mm-hmm. We know what it is. We understand it. The fact that owners aren't standing up and defending all of their players. We understand that too. Yeah. We, we know what it is. I'm a Patriots fan. Now... My whole thing is, as a, a, one of the struggles I have as a Patriot fan is, and I, and I hear it all the time, they're like, well, you know, your team is mostly white or whatever the case may be. That's, that's actually not fully true. The, the team is pretty even as far yeah. as the whole black versus white thing is. It just so happens that more than your average team, you have more white Stars per se, you got Tom Brady, you got Julian Elliman, you got Gronk, Gronk you got Amendola, you, you and then you even see, your coach, Bill Belichick, yeah, is a star you, in his yeah, own right. You see, you yeah. see what it is. However, even still, I feel like with the clout that Tom Brady has, and you mentioned this, and I and I've thought about this since you said it, B. So I'll give you your credit. Tom Brady should have said something sooner. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that he said something now because even though it is kind of too little too late, it's mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that Robert Kraft did say he's a little disappointed in the tone that the president took and whatever, that can be appreciated too. But it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you literally have the influence to change that decision, considering you have the influence to prevent your commissioner from getting his extension. So maybe you should have the influence to have some of these team owners who are under your pocket, as well as Jerry Jones's pocket, to speak up. 
yes. to defend that product. It's almost a low-key arrogance where I know these players aren't going to strike because they need this check. It's okay. I'm going to hit you guys with this one. Um, Colin Kaepernick didn't start this, to, this whole thing so in, in lobby for him to try to get a job when the smoke cleared because one, uh, a, a naive person would say the smoke is clear so he would be able to get a job because the, the, United, the unity, unity of the NFL owners and the players right now, it's easy to sign him, but he doesn't have a job nope. because here's, my, here's me playing devil, devil's advocate. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's safe to say that um, uh, Donald Trump has friends that are NFL owners. Oh, easily, yeah. Of course, right? he, he has people who who don't who gave money to his campaign. Right, right. That's all millions. Yeah. Kraft Jones, the owner of the Jets. I've never, I've yet to hear anybody come up with this point, and this is why this further in my head, why it's kept on going back and forth throughout the whole day. Uh, so he has friends that are that are owners. It's easy for him, to, and Robert Kraft was. Uh, was one of the guys that came out and said this. He's really, he's really tight with Donald Trump because Donald Trump would always go visit him all the time when his wife died. So, if picture this, if if I'm Trump, y'all my homeboys, y'all but y'all owners, I'm gonna talk to you guys. Look, I'm gonna get you guys some more money. I'm gonna get you guys some more money. You you guys are saying how? I'm, how are you guys gonna get your money? I'm gonna bring money to your business. How are you gonna do that? Well, I'm on record saying the most outlandish things and. I'm pretty sure if you go watch whatever you say outlandish, you watch the stock of those things, they rise because he brought it up. He brought it up. So I'm going to go out on the media press concept, uh, 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 media set or whatever, to whatever state we go to, probably that one in the southern states, say some outlandish things. But what I need you guys to do is to throw me under the bus. Throw me under the bus. We're still going to be cool. You throw me under the bus because... You 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 got to win your fans back. You have to do this to win your fans back. Once you do that, the fans are gonna start flowing back into your your seats. You start making more money. You just now you back back on everything I do. But we mean you still cool. In the media sense, we're not. We we can't be like that. But in the back of thing, we're still tight. So he, I felt like he went on air to say this crazy thing to get these businesses back booming because. The NFL was losing with this boycott. Little do they know. It was slowly but surely starting to pick up steam. Boycott the NFL. A lot of people weren't watching. So now, with him doing this, people, they're funneling back but, in. But, but and, and I'm sorry. I don't mean, I don't mean uh, to cut you off. In, in, in the essence of, of what you're saying, I can see that theory making a lot of sense. But here's why I feel like Trump or owners aren't necessarily concerned about it. As far as this whole boycott thing goes, I've got to be honest with you, I don't think there's any repairing it. And and the reason why I say that is I see not interest dropping. It's not so much interest is dropping. Interest is lost. What do I mean by interest is lost? I've I think this is the first season where I've legitimately not made arrangements to watch a game. I've watched two football games, NFL games this year. To I've not made arrangements and to be honest with you, I watched the highlights on Sports Center and I read the stats and I and I went through play by play for this. If I'm not doing this podcast, I'm not telling you what's going on as far as the NFL is concerned. Mm-hmm. The first week, I went and I watched it 
with you at the L house. And I was there at the L house not to watch the games. I was at L house to fellowship with you. That's why I was there. And, and what I'm seeing is in a population that was already feeding you your main source. And then on top of that, also is so athletically crazy, you're taking interest away. And I'm going to tell you this, mark my words when I say this, the NBA and Major League Baseball due to this in the next five to 10 years, maybe sooner, is gonna have a boom of success. They're gonna leave the NFL in the dust. And why I say that is because I look at me as a general black man. I already didn't want my son, if I ever have a son, I didn't want him playing football just due to all the stuff that's going on. Does it hurt me to say that? Yes. However, I already didn't want him to play. I really don't want him to play now. I don't want him to be subjectified to that. However, I'd be honored to have my son play in the NBA. Look at what these owners in the NBA, look at what the NBA is doing, period. Adam Silver's come out and said stuff. Owners have said stuff. Teams are saying, I'm not going. The championship team said, we're not going to the White House, period. The NBA does not frown upon it when they say no. Yeah, and, and, and that's just what it is. And, and, I'm, and Major League Baseball is not in the place to say it yet because it technically hasn't come to, to their side, but it will now considering they've had a baseball player kneel and whatever. The NBA but, is woke. Yeah, it, 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 for yeah. real. And, and, and you're going to see success from that. I'm telling you, this year, the NBA is going to explode. For sure. I, I'm no, I agree. You, I'm I telling agree. you. All right. Well, you know, uh, it was a very interesting weekend in the sports, that's for sure. Um, and I'm sure things are only going to progress more from here. This won't be the last time that this is brought up, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, we'll see what the next few weeks bring. Definitely. But, I mean, I think for this week, that about wraps it up. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. We're going to put this on our SoundCloud. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And then we got to put it out on the podcast verse. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the podcast verse. It's going to get out there to all of you. So we got to, we're going to make things happen. To all of you Ballsians. Is that, what should we call our fans? Balls, ballsers. Hmm. <laughs> Ballsians is, is pretty nice. Ballsians? Ballsians. Sound like a, like a Dragon Ball Z term. Oh, he's a Ballsian. <laughs> His power is 9,000. I like Ballsian. I mean, we can definitely go to the drawing board and we can kind of figure you know it what? out. We're we'll, going to we'll, make, we'll, we're going to get our, our Twitter up and running. We'll put like a, a, a poll. poll. We'll put a poll out. And mm-hmm. What do you guys want to be called? Yeah, I, I agree. Ballsians, and I like Ballsers. We'll, Balls. we'll throw some, some things out there. Yeah. So you guys said we'll put the poll out. You know, Pause. <laughs> just to just to piggyback off of my 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 close brother said, you know, we appreciate you guys for for all the support and the feedback. You already know how to hit us up. We're gonna definitely have our social media up. But if you have questions that you'd like for us to answer at the next show, you can hit us up at Balls Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Oh and yeah. You already know what time it is. Hey, you know what? I love you guys. Hey, love you too, broski. We out here in these streets, man. We'll holla at y'all boys next. Well, I'm pretty sure there's some females listening. We'll holla at y'all next week. Hey, propose to your girl while you're taking the crap. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Peace. Ow. Episode three in the books. <laughs>